Welcome to As the Garden Grows, a podcast about a small cannabis company and our journey in growing wellness. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of As the Garden Grows. Uh, we had an idea that it would be it would be really cool to talk about. Well, I will say Ryan had this idea that it would be really cool to talk about um, just like what we do at the garden and kind of just do a whole podcast on the garden and, and what it's all about here. Um, and so. Uh, I'm really excited to bring that episode to you. Stay tuned because that's going to be the next episode. Ryan and Moj will be asking me a bunch of questions and you guys will just get a lot of information about the garden for those of you who are, you know, new to the community. Um, But before that episode of me and my team just kind of talking about the garden, I thought it would be a good idea to just talk to you all about like my team and just this journey that I've been on in terms of like building a team um, for this business and and what that's been like, Um, you know, Michaela. So Michaela is my day one. You know, I know you guys heard me talking about her on the last podcast. Definitely. She'll be on a podcast at some point. I'm sure multiple and just like she's she's really amazing Um, like I said before she's my business strategy advisor but she's just been super supportive since day one and when I think about building the team I think about her right away because um, you know one of the first things that I mean I won't say it was one of the first things but very early on maybe within the first couple months of starting the garden I remember that Michaela said to me she was like at some point you're gonna need to start you know getting people to help you out so that you can relinquish some of these tasks to them and you can do other things to really grow the business, you know? And she was saying that to me back in 2017. And it's wild to even think that she was saying that to me then um, because at so many different points throughout these last couple of years, I've really not been able to have people be a part of this for so many reasons, which I'll get into. Um, but, but I've always wanted people to be a part of this. Like, let me just um, go back to the beginning from day one. When I first started the business, I really wanted it to be a family business. Actually, as I mentioned in like the licensing podcast, when we first started growing, it was my brother that was growing cannabis in the home. And I did learn a lot from him. And when I started the business in June 2017, uh, he was growing weed at the time and we used his weed for class. And one thing that I will say is like, I immediately recognized as soon as the first class happened, that we were going to I was going to need to kind of grow my own weed for class and have a little bit more control over what was going to be available for the classes, because that was part of the experience that I was curating. And that was really important to me. And right away, because cannabis education was such a big part of the kind of platform that I was building, people were asking a lot of questions about the cannabis that they were consuming, which is exactly what I wanted. That was the kind of environment that I wanted to create. And so it was really important for me to understand the cannabis on a really deep level. And so up until that point, up until June, July 2017, really the weed that we were growing here at my house, it was my brother growing the weed. But at that point, I became really, really involved in the cannabis growing operation that was happening here. Again, all small within the legal limits. It was a, it was just a matter of me saying, okay, these are the strains that I want to grow, you know, going online, procuring the seeds, kind of figuring all that out, making connections within the industry in Massachusetts so that we could get more resources and seeds because, um, and I'll talk about this eventually, but like seeds are kind of hard to get. You kind of have to know where to get them. Um, and so, yeah. 
I I really like just took the lead in that way. Um, And eventually, my brother and I split up the growing. So right away, I did have a team when I first started the business. I had my brother uh, who was helping me grow. I had another brother who lives with me and who was just like helping us with like the setup and things like that. And then I had two friends who were assisting me at the time. And they were two people that at the time I considered like my two of my best friends um, for a lot of reasons. And I just as I'm talking, I'm deciding how much detail I want to go into. That's how I am. And y'all know this. But yeah, one of them was someone that I had dated for years. And and but we weren't dating anymore. But we were really good friends. And then one of them was someone that I had known for a long time, we went to college together. And again, like one of my closest friends at the time. And, you know, I wanted it to be a family business. I wanted it to be something that we could all do together because we all loved weed. Like, hands down, we all loved weed. I loved yoga, for sure. My homegirl that at the time was helping out, she loved yoga, too. We were big yogis. Um, But, like, everyone really, like, coalesced around it, around the weed. And also, I will say, too, my brother's girlfriend at the time was living with us, and she was also really helpful and really involved. And, like, it's funny just because as I'm talking and, and telling these stories, like, I can I can even just feel the emotions that I would feel on those first Sundays when we were first starting classes. Like, <clears throat> I would be so nervous. You know, now it's like I could teach these classes and do it all with my eyes closed. Like, seriously, it's just clockwork to me. But back then, like, I, w- I remember I would have to go and, and sit down and lay down for, like, 30 minutes before class because I would be so nervous about just everything that was happening. And there were so many layers to class. When you came to class, you got a shot, you got a snack, you got um, an edible to take with you. Like there was a lot going on. There were a lot of layers to the classes. And it, it really was just at first Sundays and then we eventually added. But yeah, I had four people basically helping me <laughs> do that and, and get that started. And honestly, thank you to all four of those people because, you know, I needed all that support. And I and I had people like Michaela in the background, not not even in the background. Michaela was coming up, showing to, up to every single class, you know, paying for class, um, paying more than the price that I was asking for at the time which was huge. Um, And there were other people like that who were just coming to every single class and and supporting in a really big way. And that was equally as important. But the four people who were helping me, um, you know, build it up and do the work at first, they were really, really also important to the operation and to just my own personal empowerment and encouragement and, you know, will to get this off the ground. And of course, is my mom. My mom is always, always, always in the background as my biggest cheerleader, my number one support system. She's not only opened up her home to me and allowed me to build the business out of her home. But she has done so much to support me financially in the last couple of years, like our basement, you know, that was pretty much all her, um, you know, the studio. I know you guys feel how beautiful it is. It's that was all my mom, my mom picked out all those doors and the floors and everything. Um, and she paid for it. So yeah, uh, you know, my mom has always been in the background, but that those four individuals were my original team. And basically, just kind of one by one, shit started to fall. And this is kind of what happens. And and I, I'm speaking to just like, as an entrepreneur, when you're building a business, and this, this was kind of the first lesson that I learned the first big lesson, pro- probably still to this day, one of the most painful lessons. But it's like, not everybody is going to love what you love to the degree 
at which you love it. And that's really okay. You know, you have to be okay with that. You have to know when to release people and and when to let people go. Um, And over time, you know, you also have to be willing to accept what people show you. So often in life, we see people and we see them for their potential. And we really want to, we, we want them to be their potential. And, and when you love someone, especially, and, and I definitely have a lot of love for all these people um, in different ways, like when you love someone, you, you really do uh, want to assume the best of them. And, and that's just, you know, a lot of times how we are as humans, but it just doesn't mean that that's going to translate in real life. And that's what kind of what happened. Like people would just disappoint me. And on this part, I'm really not going to go into detail because it's not even important to be honest with you in the, in like the specifics of which these people disappointed me or the things that they did. Although now as I'm saying, I'm like, well, wait, was it me? No, hold on. Let me go into a little bit of detail here. So like, for example, like the first domino to fall um, was my homegirl. And basically what she did was like, she went away on the weekend that I was opening up my indoor studio. And she told me she would be back for the Sunday class. And I had 18 people coming that Sunday. And the thing about me is like, I'm not someone who necessarily needs help. Okay, that's a lie. Everybody needs help. But I don't like to ask for help, right? I'm stubborn as fuck. I'm a Taurus sun, Leo moon. Come on, I don't want to fucking ask for help. So it's really hard for me to ask for help. And I have done that in the last couple of years. I've had to swallow my pride many times and ask for help. So it's really hard when people, you know, tell me they're going to be here for me and then they're not here for me. And what happened was this person just called me up like the day before and just kind of like threw it in that she was not going to show up for me this next day. She was out of town, straight up out of state. And it was one of those things where it's like, this had been one of my best friends for, I was 27 at the time. We had been friends since we were 18 years old, almost 10 years. Like, come on, man, that hurts. That is a painful thing to just put someone through, period. And it was that very day that I just decided like, okay, we need to have a just a, a take back on what this friendship means to us because obviously it is not the same thing. You know, this was my business. I was just starting out. This was in November of 2017. So it was like that first year and, you know, those first six months really. Um, and yeah, it was just like, that was a really hurtful thing that happened. But as pretty much as soon as it happened, I mean, there's more drama that went along with it. Of course, nothing's ever just happens in a fucking box. But, you know, pretty much as soon as it happened, I definitely made the decision like, okay, this person cannot be a part of this business, this project, what I'm working on, because clearly you just don't care. And I really care. Like, this is my path. I had already made the decision that I was never working for another person again at that time. And I I really wanted it to kind of to come to life, to come to fruition. So that was um, that was like the first kind of domino to really fall. Although I will say that my my brother who was helping me grow, he really should have been the first domino to fall. But, you know, when it's family, you kind of hold on to things. And I really wanted this to be a family business. Like I thought that if this was a family business, it would just be that much stronger. That was kind of my assumption going into it. And I'm here to tell you that that's really not always the case, by the way. If anybody's thinking about starting a family business, that shit is hard. You know, I, I feel like, you know, me and my family are all types of dysfunctional. And you'll hear it because I am not shy about it. But, um, you know, some you could have a really strong family, but just not be on the same page with business. I'm telling you right now. So anyways, my brother really should have been the first domino to fall, though, because he was pulling some crazy shit from Jump, talking about he wanted to get paid $50 an hour and all this stuff about his time. One day, even though he had a really minimal part, really his role was 
the weed. He was growing the weed and in the beginning, like the first maybe month or so, he would come down and kind of talk to people at class and like talk about the weed, talk about growing it. We would have like some of our weed plants at class to show people. Sometimes we showed, went down and showed people the garden. This is when we were still growing in the basement. So, um, you know, that was kind of his involvement. But right away, uh, he started kind of like lecturing me in front of the rest of the team about how he felt like he needed to get paid for his time and all this stuff. And like, nobody was getting paid, by the way, when you start a business, I wasn't even getting paid. Okay. <laughs> like, I wasn't even making money. It was a donation based thing at first. So the fact that this man was even asking for money, it was kind of crazy. Because honestly, like nobody was making money. I wasn't making money. The only money that was coming in was really if I was lucky enough to pay for the materials that I was using for class. Um, because I'm sure we'll get into it on the next podcast, but also like, as I said in the last one too, I was practically paying people to come to class when I first started this business. So yeah, um, that was crazy. And that's also like red flag number one, because honestly, when you're starting a business, you want to keep as many resources in the business as possible. You don't want to be taken out right away, especially to pay some fucking clown $50 an hour. That shit's crazy. So you know, if someone's coming at you like that as you're starting your business, probably not the right person for your team. But didn't really matter because he soon proved himself to be just, again, not the right person for our team. Totally like abandoned our grow and anytime anything went wrong, blaming for it. It just got to the point where honestly, in the most simplest of terms, we could not even live together anymore. We rather had to move out of this home. Like it was just a done deal. You know, it couldn't, it couldn't work anymore. And, and that's sad, you know, to, to happen. Um, we don't speak anymore. We have not spoken since before he moved out. Um, a lot of stuff went down. Like I said, there's always drama, right? Nothing happens in a box. But um, yeah, I mean, that that was just one of the one of the big hits uh, to happen along the way. And I have made a lot of peace with it. in that situation, I know that I did the right thing for the business that I had to do. And as I've said many times, and I'll say it again, this business is bigger than me, the mission and the work that we're doing. I feel like it is. I feel like it's bigger than even me. So um, the fact that I lost, uh, you know, my acquaintanceship with my brother through this process so far. Um, not, not life changing for me. Um, I have a lot of brothers. I don't speak to many of them. Lots of reasons. There's a lot of hyper masculinity in my family. This is not the time for that. I'll get into that another time. All right. So moving on, uh, now I'm down to basically like two, to be honest with you, I'm basically down to one at this point because, um, my little brother, I've, I've kind of like, already counted out. He's got his own whole host of things going on in his life and not a consistent enough human being to just work for me. If those two people couldn't make it, I knew he wasn't going to make it. So I definitely relieved him um, of his duties. Also, to be honest with you, and, and this is what was going on with my other friend who, like I said, we had dated at the time. We weren't dating at the time, but we had dated, but he was still working there at the time. He was still helping out. Um, Yo, these two dudes would just be getting like so high during class and shit. Like it wasn't even, it was like, I felt like it was just a joke to them. I'd be fucking ready to throw up in the bathroom, freaking out over, I don't know what. It was all my friends coming to class. It was just my own nerves and ego, but they'd be like just getting high, smoking bags on bags on bags. And it just, it was not working for me. So again, very, very quickly just realized like, this ain't it. It ain't going to be them. And now I was alone. I was basically alone. Although I will say I wasn't 
totally alone and in so many ways I really never have been right because I always had Michaela kind of just always there um, supporting coming to class showing up that was like that's such a big energy when you are building a business it really is about the people who show up for you not just the people who show up and say they're going to help out because at some point you do have to do shit on your own but the people who show up and support you who pay you who pay you let me make that so clear who put money in your pocket that is so important especially when you're starting a business and you're doing it really entirely on your own like I didn't have a full-time job I didn't have all of that stuff it was like either I made this money and I could do the things that I wanted to do in my life or I couldn't you know what I mean like and I and I'm not trying to sound like any type of way but I do want to say there are and there have been a lot of times where I've not have money to like just even buy like food (laughs) like I've had to like either go to my mom and ask for money or just not eat because like I didn't want to ask because I I am a really prideful person in that way and when you're building a business you do kind of just do stuff like that so that has happened and you know I've made decisions along the way I've raised prices along the way like I'm not going to live like that anymore I'm not going to do that I shouldn't have to lose myself to build this business and so you know that definitely has been part of the lessons that I've learned along this journey but Again, never really having been alone, always have Michaela on the sidelines, obviously always have my mom there, you know, pushing me along, supporting me, uh, encouraging me on this path. But also I've always had like homegirls who have just been willing to like come through and help out, you know, for a day here or there. Um, Jay Lee, Rachel, so many other girls, my homegirl, Sarah Day, um, who just like will come and support me, um, I don't know if anybody remembers when Chad used to come through, only guy we ever had come help out with a yoga class, but um, Lauren Eckler, Nicole Visiak, I'm just naming people that used to like really come through and just support me, like come through on a day. Yo, people used to just text me on Sunday and be like, hey, you need help today. Um, even Ash, who I'm really not on a good in a good way with right now. Um, but yeah, people like that used to come through and just be like, Uh, so supportive. And I just want to really shout those people out and say thank you because it was those little moments and those little, you know, days and and just like um, moments of support and yeah, empowerment. That's a big word that keeps coming through to me. It's it's so empowering when people come through and they just support you in in little ways. Um, But it's big ways. Time is is a big thing. And when people give you their time, um, that's big. And and same when people give you their money because that's their time. You know what I'm saying? So all of that. Um, so I did have people who would come through and support, but I didn't have anyone like what I had had originally, like no real like day-to-day thought partners, no people that were really like on a day-to-day basis kind of helping me make things kind of come to life. It really became me. It felt very isolated. I would say for most of 2018, I was very isolated. Uh, I did pretty much everything on my own. That was just kind of the vibe or in collaboration with others. But it, but again, it was really just like me hosting the garden. Um, and I was building too. We, we got a lot more classes that year. I built a lot more like types of classes, lots of variety. And, and we were growing too. Like the growth was so, was so abundant in 2018. Um, and so, yeah, that was a, that was a big year for the garden, but it was definitely a really isolated year for me. Uh, and, and just like, it was hard to just conceptualize bringing anybody else on the team or who those people would be at that time because 
I mean, to be honest with you, I felt like I couldn't trust my friends and I couldn't trust my family. Like I had just been so disappointed in those those ways. And, and definitely on the family front, that was just a never again situation for me. I would never bring any of my family into my business again um, in, in really no big way other other than like, you know, I do have ideas for Jamaica, but that's different. I would never bring any of my brother. Let me just say it clearly. I would never bring any of my brothers into my business again. Not as like a business partner. Um, never again. But definitely we could do little things. Just really there's only one brother. The one who cooks the pizzas. You guys know him. Um, we can make pizzas together, bruh. That's about it. Anyway, so uh, going forward, 2018, after 2018, 2019, 2019, like I've said uh, in the past, it's a hard year to put into words because in many ways that experience that I had, I'm still integrating. But as far as building out the team in 2019, I think the biggest thing that happened was that Ryan came on board and that was at the end of 2019. That was um, that was towards like I want to say what October, November. I went out to L.A. at the end of uh, October in 2019 and Ryan came to a class. And I mean, I had been trying to get Ryan on board actually at that point, probably for a year. Let's be real. I had uh, been going out to L.A. for a year at that time. And since day one, I told Ryan, come and do some graphic design for me, whatever. And it just takes a while, I think, when you are um, when you're doing stuff like that, like the timing never really was there. But it had, I think, really been on both of our hearts, both of our minds. And then I think when he came to class, that was like the push for him um, because he got to see it in real life and got to be like inspired and motivated by it. And he was so inspired and motivated by it. And uh, he he started doing like web stuff and you know Ryan Ryan edits his podcast so uh it is what it is but you know Ryan and I have gone through a major like growth I think and and lots of learning um and understanding of each other one thing that I will say is that Ryan is really dedicated to the vision of of the rose garden you know my vision and making it come to life and with like to begin he came on as just like someone who would work on the website he was just working on the website and then it just kind of expanded um you know one thing led to another and it was more just like me having a little bit of help being like oh can you do this well can you do this can you do this uh and so that was big for me because y'all know I'm really not a technology person And so, um, yeah, Ryan was really like dedicated to the vision and and I felt like was really good at making my vision come to life, which is, I just think it's so huge in this space. Um, especially if it's something you, you don't always feel like you can do on your own. Like, I always feel like I have the ideas to do things, but I don't always feel like I have the specific skills to, to, you know, make them come to be. And so you have to kind of go out and find the individuals who have those skills. And there's really nothing wrong with that. I think being able to go out and find those individuals is like a trick in and of itself, you know, a tool in and of itself is what I'll say. Uh, So yeah, so Ryan and I, we've gone through a lot like growth wise, like there's been a lot of, you know, I think, roller coaster moments, um, you know, where signals get crossed, um, you know, technology type stuff just happens. And yeah, there's there's moments where like, I think, um, like, 
we don't see things eye to eye, but we have a way of really, really coming together and having a really good time around what we're doing. I think that's the thing that Ryan and I have most in common is that both of us want to live a really like good, happy life. And there doesn't, you don't have to compromise on that. You don't, even when you're working, you know, you don't have to compromise on having fun or laughing or just making things a good time. And one thing that I really love about Ryan is that when things are kind of out of his control, he's really good at being able to just take a step back and like, just acknowledge the situation for what it is. And that's, that's kind of the energy you need. Sometimes you have people who, um, at least like, that's the energy I need, you know, we're all different. But for me, when I have people who come on board, and they're like, trying to do the most in a situation where like, that just can't be, that's not useful for me. And it gives me anxiety and it stresses me out. And so uh, Ryan has become a really great like partner in that way, person to work with this business on because he's really good at just stepping back and being like, you know what, this one isn't it, but we could do this. And I, I love that energy. And that's what we've been able to like really work through, I think, and really like get um, to be on the same page around. And it has served us really, really well. Um, and for that reason, you know, I think that's part of the reason why Ryan has been able to stay around for uh, quite some time now. I mean, it's been over a year at this point that he's been on the team. And like I said, it's just been incredible growth for, I think, both of us. Um, so Ryan came on board early 2019 or late 2019, rather, and he he's stuck with it. And he's definitely been the longest team member other than myself. Um, so <clears throat> kudos to Ryan for, for achieving that. And then, um, so summer 2020, this past summer, we brought two more people onto the team. We kind of brought three more people onto the team, but I, but I won't even go into detail about one cause it just, it wasn't, it, it just wasn't even a, um, important enough situation. Although I will just say like, you know, I like, it's really, really hard starting a business and, and just having friends involved. One thing that Ryan said to me, and this is again, why I love him, the realness, right? Like at one point in our situation as we were speaking, he just acknowledged the fact that like, he was like, we will never be like just regular friends again. And that's the truth. We never will. Like we have a beautiful, strong friendship, but it's, it's not just like a regular, like, Hey, what's up? You want to smoke a blunt type vibe? It's like, we work together and we're always working together. Even when we're chilling, we're kind of thinking about work or doing something work related or just like debriefing on work. I mean, there's just always work involved. And when you love what you do, it, it's, it, it works. It doesn't feel like that, but that's our situation. That's our friendship. That's our vibe. Um, it's definitely centered around the work. And I think we're both really good on that and really cool with that. Um, but it's hard to translate other friends into, um, into like coworkers that just doesn't always happen when you are starting your own business and also to like you know people will have certain expectations of you because that's what they've seen you as a friend like you have certain boundaries as a friend and then when you put up new boundaries as a coworker or you know even more kind of strictly as like a boss shit gets a little shifty. And, you know, that situation happened this year where like we brought some friends in and it just didn't, it didn't work out. Um, honestly, we brought a new friend in and then an old friend just who had been kind of helping out just kind of like did some 
dumb shit. And we just had to be like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't really working out. Um, again, as I speak, I kind of decide how much detail I want to go into on these things. And these are just things that I don't want to give air to right now. Maybe they'll come up later, but yeah. So moving on the last person that, well, no, I want to speak on two more people. I want to speak on one person that we brought in over the summer. This was a really quick hit. They were on the team for like two months. I spoke about it a little bit when I went through the licensing thing. Um, They came on board. This person, I will say, they weren't a friend. They were someone who actually was a supporter from also very early on in the business. They had been a client in Boston and then moved out to California. And so they had been a client out in California, really supportive of the business, like big time support in a, in a really um, just like thoughtful way, which I really appreciated. And when they came on board uh, to help us out with like operational stuff, what, the things that I want to say about them that I want to put in a positive light, it's like everything happens for a reason, right? Like this, this situation did not work out. And uh, it's something that I can really look at and just be like, okay, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. While the energy with that person was not right. The information that we learned from them and the resources that we were able to gain because of them, so invaluable to the work that we're doing right now and such a huge part of our own organizational structure right now. So thank you. You know, everything happens for a reason. It really didn't work out for a long-term thing, but it definitely, definitely uh, was a benefit to the business. And so I'll just sit back and say thank you for that. Um, and however, in the end, I will say that, like, I think I, <laughs> I think that we had a, a really interesting experience because Moj, who I'm about to talk about, um, was kind of witnessed like the ending of that situation and, and was really like protective and upset about it. But I was really like in the mind state of like, just let this play out. Let's just see how this goes. Let's just see how we all kind of like respond to it. Although in times I've looked back and I've been like, wow, my spirit was really strong in those moments because looking back, I'm kind of upset. But real talk, like it was one of those things where it was just, I think it came down and I want to be sensitive about this, but like, I really think it came down to like mental health issues and just not being in the capacity to do the tasks at hand. And, um, I think that just in my own personal experience, that's another thing that I realized is that you do have to be really upfront and real about where people are at in their in their journey spiritually, but mentally, you know, physically, emotionally, all of those things. You know, when you're when you're scouting people for your business, you're bringing people on board to your team. You got to look at the whole picture. And one thing about me is I'm like I'm really willing to work with people. Like everybody has their issues, everybody has their problems, and I really like the idea of people like coming on board to this team and like growing in those ways, like mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally, all of it. You know, I want to be that type of well-rounded kind of boss and business partner and and all of that. Like I want us to to do be able to do our healing work here too. But there's there's work that has to be done and everybody still has to know that that's kind of why we're all here at the end of the day. And I think, yeah, sometimes that gets lost in translation and it can get lost with your friends and it can get lost with other people that you bring on board, especially when you're a weed company, um, because like, yeah, I mean... I smoke a lot of weed. Like I smoke weed all day, every day. If you come onto my team, you're going to see me smoking weed all the time. But that doesn't mean that I'm chilling all day, every day. Anybody who's really on my team and observing me work, like you'll really just see that's part of the functionality. But it's not, it doesn't mean I'm slacking. It doesn't mean any of us are slacking. I expect that you can smoke weed and function 
in perfect form. That's part of the freaking job description if you're working at the garden. So yeah, um, you know, it might seem like a really chill and relaxed environment. And in many ways it is. I think it definitely is compared to what else is out there in this world. But we are still here for one reason, and that is to work. Um, And that gets lost. Like I said, that sometimes gets lost in translation or expectations get a little shifty and jaded. Um, But I think when you are kind of leading in that way, you do have to hold on to your boundaries and at least expect of others what you expect of yourself. That that's been the one um, thing that I think I've like it's it's kept me really grounded. I don't expect anything more of people than I necessarily expect for myself. But with that being said, I push myself to a certain standard, especially when I'm with my team and and working with them and and we're doing anything, executing any type of project, um, because you do have to lead by example in those spaces. That's so important. You know, you're building the organizational structure, you're building the energy of your business. And so make sure you're putting the energy in it that you want to see come out of it. So um, the last person that I'll just bring up because you guys have already heard from her and you'll continue to hear from her. And she's just been another incredible um, support system to the team uh, is Moj. She is out in LA and right now LA is, it's just on more of a pause than I would ever want it to be just because, you know, LA is really a different place right now um, with all like the pandemic and stuff. Let's be real. That's the only reason Ryan's willing to move back to Massachusetts. Come on. Um, No, I'm just kidding, Ryan. I love you. I love you so much. And I know you're like such a dedicated person, but come on. LA is nothing right now. Just kidding, LA. I love you too. But LA is really just like not LA right now. And um, for that reason, we just can't do what we do there. Uh, you know, part of like the magic of what we do is creating experiences and doing it in events. And there's no place in the world that that hits like a place in LA. Um, because that's kind of what LA is built around people who know, no, it's just like, it's such a place to be seen. It's such a place to have things like that. Every single moment of every day and every space in LA, there's just something going on. Um, that's just the vibe there. And so, I miss it. I can't wait until it's back to a normal state and we're doing bigger things out there. I think that Moj will be cooking up some some little things that we can do, um, you know, in this time. So definitely stay tuned for that. But Moj is someone who... Um, again, is just like so dedicated to the garden in a different way than I've seen people before. Um, and I, I appreciate that in, in so many ways. Um, we are really good friends. She's one of my best friends, but, and I know I've, I've said that doesn't always translate. Um, but again, it's one of those things is like, when you know, you know, and Moj kind of had the same, I think, thing that Ryan came to, which was like, you are one of my best friends, but like now we're doing this thing together and I'm really dedicated to it and I really care about it. And for me, that has just been so empowering. Like I said before, it's been such a big help, especially on the West Coast, because I'm not there. I'm not out there, but I want to be. I have so much energy um, and affinity for just that space, that side. And so it's really nice to just know that I have kind of seeds there that are growing and someone who's always there to support me helps me get things running when I'm doing it. Anytime 
time I go out there, she's like right there to help me bring everything to life, um, hiring task rabbits for us to move tables and all types of shit. So um, she's just like, yeah, she's just the, the West Coast uh, runner up right now. And as soon as that stuff is live, you'll definitely be seeing a lot more of her. But in the meantime, we love to bring her in. She's such a great addition to the podcast. Um, she's funny as hell as you guys saw from before. And yeah, I'm so grateful to have her. And you know what? I'm just going to talk about one more person because I just realized that we do have one more person on the team. It's funny. I said this. So we have a, a new person um, for so many reasons. This is like funny wording. Um, so I have been wanting to do this for a while uh, because, again, going back to all the way back to the beginning when Michaela had said those words to me of, um, you know, at some point you're going to need to be able to kind of give up some of these tasks so the business can grow. That's true. Um, but I do a lot of like, this is a very multi-layered operation. We've got a lot of things going on here. We've got yoga, we've got food and edibles and, um, you know, the herbal aspects and well, you know, all the different wellness things that we do. And so finding someone to do all of that, it just, it's hard to even conceptualize who that person would be and thinking about finding one person to do each of those individual things is even more anxiety inducing for me and so for a while I kind of had this idea like I want an apprentice I know it's like not the coolest word in the world right now but um just another thing that Donald Trump has ruined for all of us but uh yeah I was like I really want like an apprentice I've, I've actually been saying that for a couple of years now um I know I've had conversations about it with people in the past but just like someone who could really like train with me for a while and then um kind of take over some aspects of the business so that we could grow and, and do more in a big way and uh, after this summer, because we had so many ups and downs with so many different people, I kind of was like nervous to even bring this to the team and be like, I think I found someone. But I did find someone, um, someone who I had done coaching with. Also, shout out to Bianca, because Bianca brought this person in originally. Um, Bianca is another person who has come through and, and helped out and been a goddess um, through the years. So want to shout her out uh and yeah so Bianca um brought this person in and um this person Gabriella has been such an incredible like energy to have around the garden I know a lot of you have met her um and been around her and she's so supportive of the work that we do at the garden she's been a part of a lot of it I've done coaching with her she's come to many classes many events um so she's seen many different kind of of the aspects and layers of the garden and had offered to kind of help over the summer. And one thing that I made a decision about over the summer was like, I'm really not into just taking like offhanded help right now, but I am thinking about this apprenticeship program. And I just want to say, and I hope Gabriella doesn't mind me putting this out there, but first of all, I really wanted my apprentice to be a black woman. I'm, you know, period. I, I really was like, that was my vision, my goal, my prayer that a black woman would be this person but I can't pay someone in cash right now for a job like this um and so the the compensation that I came up with is that there would be like some um financial compensation but mostly just like equity in the business and um you know 
part of, of course, the work that I want to do is build generational wealth. And so as I bring people on board, I do want to have ways for them to have equity in the company. Um, and that's also a big part of my mission with the with the wellness center that we want to build in Jamaica is building equity there. Um, but yeah, so equity is really important. Building generational wealth is really important. And so I do see that as like a really valuable form of compensation. However, I, I have a really hard time asking black people to work and not get paid. And I say this from personal experience because I've worked and not gotten paid before and it is really not cool it just does not fucking feel right for so many damn reasons for so many damn reasons especially I mean especially when you're working for white people which obviously wouldn't be the situation here but was my situation in the past it's like it's just some type of fuckery and I don't believe in it and for so many reasons I don't like the idea of asking really any people of color to work without compensation for so many reasons. So, um, you know, I had a really hard time figuring out how I would even go about this because like, am I even comfortable with what I'm asking for? And so when I first started having conversations with Gabriella about the apprenticeship, I was really open with her about that and explained to her, like, on the one hand, I'm torn, I'm conflicted. But on the other hand, I know that I can't pay you because if I take out this amount of money, in cash to give you for a salary for the work that you'll be doing, which is not even common with an apprenticeship, by the way, but it's just so part of my mission to support black women. Um, It's just like, it would take so much away from the business and we really need that money for licensing right now. And that's, that's part of just the work that we're all doing and and that we're all supporting right now. Um, And everybody gets that. So yeah. And she was, she was really, um, understanding of that. And for the parts that she didn't understand, she went and did the work to make sure she could understand. I really appreciate and love that about Gabriella. And that's why I've been so excited to have her energy in the space and, and to bring her on board. And, you know, we went through an interview process. Um, we, we went through a contract process. Like we have taken this really, really seriously. The idea of her doing this apprenticeship, it's a, it's going to be a 15 month long program. And then hopefully by that point, the garden will be really up and running and, and we'll be ready to bring Gabriella on for like a full-time real position. Um, but yeah, so we have Gabriella now. She's my apprentice. You guys are going to see her around. I'm sure she'll be on the podcast at some point. Um, she's such a great energy. Sometimes I honestly think she loves the garden more than I do. Like this girl loves the garden so much. It's so beautiful to see. It's the exact type of energy that you want. I think I know actually, um, it's the type of energy that you want when you're, when you're making a business like this, when you're building this type of business and you're doing this type of work for me, it wasn't just about finding someone who can do the work, but finding someone who will do the work with the level of care and the attention to detail and just the level of thoughtfulness that I do it with. I think, um, that's what people feel when they come here after a class and when they eat the edibles or if you get do a dinner or whatever, it's like you feel the love, the little details that we put together. That's what you feel and it takes like a special energy to um, make sure that they can execute on that and I think that we have found that and Gabriella I'm, I'm really confident in it I feel good about it like I said we did the work um, to just make sure that this was the right energy for the garden going forward and so so yeah so that's where I'm at with the team right now that's kind of um, the, a little bit about my journey you know I, I share this all to just be open about what it's been like as an entrepreneur, someone building this business. I see the garden like in the future being having hundreds of employees, you know, I see us being this big multinational operation. Um, 
and and just being yeah like all over and and having so many different uh communities and and so many different people working with us and for us and uh I can't wait for that but in the in the meantime um just kind of building the foundation of it this is what the process has been like and I think that you know I don't I think that this is kind of common for for entrepreneurs some of the things that I'm talking about you know the friends and the family stuff and just the ups and the downs the roller coasters you know thinking you got something and you really don't have it you know um I think that's all just kind of part of the journey and and if you are on the journey if you're an entrepreneur if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur just know that these things are going to come up and it's really okay and you just kind of go with the flow I guess these are my big takeaways are like go with the flow you know pay attention to the signs let people show you who they are and trust that they are showing you that you know don't fall in love with potential because you know that's kind of a trick but yeah you you also have to be willing to love people through you know you have to be willing to just kind of say like okay you weren't for me and that's okay I'm not gonna um, hate you for it or you know throw dirt on your name but you're just not going to be a part of my team and that that's okay you know you can't be a people pleaser when you're trying to build a business and when you're trying to like succeed in that way uh so yeah so that's what I wanted to share with you all I'm really excited like I said for this next episode about more about the garden and just kind of like what we do here and and just more on the journey um more you know hopefully little stories about what it's been like in these last couple of years building it but yeah also you know we would love to hear from you guys about things that you guys want to hear on the podcast any updates that you're looking for or information that you're interested in hearing about the garden or anything that you know that we talk about and that we love so thank you so much for listening that's our episode for today thank you so much for tuning in please be sure to check back regularly for new episodes check out our website www.iandirosegarden.com for updates and any events happening here at the garden and be sure to follow us on instagram at iandirosegarden that's at symbol i-a-n-d-i-r-o-s-e-g-a-r-d-e-n talk to you guys soon